I think that, you know, college is just a great time to figure out who you are and what you want to be. Um, so I got to cover some home games. I covered Oklahoma State and Kansas from the press box. Got to talk to Coach Riley afterwards and Kyler. Um, and then ultimately I got to go cover the Big 12 Championship. You just heard a little bit from Cameron Hurst and Parker Primrose, who both just finished their first semester in college. Welcome to Millennial Highway. In this episode, we explore how these two freshmen made it through the ramen noodle diet. Hey guys, Jordan Harbinger here, former host of The Art of Charm and current host of The Jordan Harbinger Show, because I'm really creative with naming my new show, apparently. And now I'm helping out a good friend of mine, Peter Huseth, with his podcast, Millennial Highway. You're listening to Millennial Highway. This is the podcast of your generation. You're on the highway of life, so why not join us in the fast lane? You know what? Let's just go ahead and kick it off. How do you think your first semester went at uh, college this year? Uh, you know, I think it it, it went really well. Um, there's definitely some lessons that I've learned um, over this semester. Uh, it's it's definitely different from high school. Um you kind of start to figure out who you are and how to live by yourself. And um, you really figure out what works and what doesn't work for you in becoming a productive member of society. That was Cameron Hurst, who goes to A&M Galveston and wants to transfer to Texas A&M College Station to study chemical engineering. Parker Primrose, who goes to the University of Oklahoma, thought his freshman experience was one big adventure, I think that's what I'd call it, a big learning experience. A lot of new new faces, new people, um, new lessons, as well as getting to kind of adjust and learn new things. So I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot along the way, um, some good, some bad, and made it to the finish line in one piece. So I'll take it. How did things go with, like, your professors and your relationships with them as uh, things continued on from day one till uh, finals? I think that was a big learning experience for me. Um they all have so many students, and, and uh, they also have a lot going on outside of the classroom, so maybe their first interest isn't always to get to know their students. Um, maybe in high school, that was a little bit different. Um, so as the course of the semester, just building those relationships naturally, but then also taking the time to, to go to office hours and have real conversations with them. Um, my microeconomics professor, the one class where it really taught me to study... Um, I should have made this decision a lot earlier in the semester, but two weeks before finals, I just went and met with him during his office hours and asked him not only about the final, but we had some really good talks about what economics and that major means for me. And also talked about some different books that we'd read. He recommended a book for me that I went and read, and that really built that relationship up. So just learning to take the next step and good relationships, professors, isn't just going to happen. You need to intentionally go out of your way, not to be a kiss up or anything like that, but just to be honest and, and make the effort to, to build the relationship. Right. And like, um, I think it's important to note that professors actually like it when you come to their office hour because, um, they're not really, they don't have, uh, students coming in all day, every time, unless they're just really, really liked. But I remember going to my, uh, calculus professor and it was almost like we were getting like a little mini lesson going to the office hours <laughs> itself. So, that's a great point. Yeah, they appreciate. They're obviously really passionate about what they teach, and so they appreciate when someone's curious enough to ask them about that passion for yeah. sure. So academically, let's let's start with that, I guess. Yeah, you know, it broke my way. Uh, there were some there were some tight spots in the middle, but in the end, finished strong in what I wanted to be. Um, there's definitely an adjustment just from 
college to high, from high school to college, and I've touched on that before, but just kind of different class structure, different way they do about go about grading. Um, but it's able to adjust, and there was one class I had to get a 98 on the final in order to get an A, and so I had to study more for that than I've ever studied for anything in my entire life. Wow. But uh, it broke my way, so I'll take it. So I remember uh, at the beginning when, when we were doing this, you mentioned that you wanted to do the uh, triple major with economics, political science, and journalism. So how how are you uh, doing on that? Are you still continuing down that track? Yeah, um, still the plan. I still feel good about that and the way it will set me up for success in the future. Um, obviously, if some moment of inspiration comes and I change everything, I'm okay if that happens. But for now, yeah, I feel really good about those three majors and the the way they'll help me develop as an individual and as someone who can lead in society. And so for now, I feel good about it. So we talked about how things went academically. Um, just kind of like, how did things go more domestically? Like, how is the roommate? How is the, the dorm? Was it clean? How, how did how did those things sort of go? Yeah, for sure. Um, my Me and my roommate at first uh, definitely kind of butt heads a little bit. Um, he was an only child, and I have had the upstairs of my house to myself for uh, about three years. Um, so me and him were not used to living in close proximity to another person for an extended period of time. Um, so definitely in the first in the first few weeks, we both were kind of a little nervous to confront each other about things that we wanted the other person to do better. Um, like for me, I, I stay up late and I like to play video games, uh, past 11 o'clock, which Connor doesn't like when I do that. Cause I'm usually online with my buds and he can hear me while he's trying to sleep. Um, so yeah, me and him definitely had a few arguments about that. Um, but I think over, over the semester, me and him both realized that living with someone else comes with certain sacrifices. Uh, I realized that I can't play video games without earplugs plugged in because uh, Connor shouldn't have to hear my video games while he's trying to study or read or watch a video himself. Um, my sweetmates mates uh, have both been real good. Um, I have one, one sweet mate is me and him have a lot of common interests uh, like sports and um, he's a Houston fan, so we like to kind of butt heads about that jokingly. Um, and then my other sweet mate is a very driven, focused guy. Uh, he keeps all of us on track, and uh, I like to jokingly call him the mom of our dorm. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the our roommates, we, we all like to keep it really clean. Uh, they actually all got to go home before me for break, so while I had kind of an extra night there, uh, I went ahead and I wiped down the countertops, cleaned out the shower, because... In Galveston, mold likes to grow in a lot of places. So I got in there and I did the dirty work for, for the guys. Um, Good for you. Yeah, I just you know just uh, I think we all need to pitch in to keep it clean. And uh, I knew that we would all be gone for a month, so I think <laughs> it was probably for the best that I cleaned up as much as I could, so uh, it didn't get out of control while we were gone. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely that uh, that living situation that uh, takes a while getting used to. I remember at the share, because like up at OU, it was in Walker Tower, and these, they're like, the the room is like as big as a closet that we're in now, you right? Know? And there's a bed right there, and there's a bed like three feet away, and then there's like a one inch wall, and there's two more people on the other side, right? All using the same bathroom, and we really had to get creative. 
you know, how did it work with, like, the people outside of your dorm? Like, uh, connecting, making friends, maybe people in similar organizations or classes, that sort of thing. How did your uh, social life go at uh, Galveston? Yeah, so at first it, it was really tough because uh, A&M Galveston is a third the size of my high school. So there's only 2,000 kids on campus, uh, and it's small. But outside the dorm, you know, I... I I joined an intramural basketball team, and I made some good friends doing that. Um, uh, and then just through classes, because, you know, there's not a whole lot of time to get involved in, like, a club or an organization. And granted, there's not many organizations at all with the size of the school. Um, but through classes, I made I made a few friends in chemistry. I made a good number of friends in math. And, uh, you know, we're not partying together, but we're studying together. So, um I think that's the goal there. Right. <laughs> and then and then my roommate my roommate also introduced me to a good number of people and uh, sometimes on Friday nights they'll come to our room or we'll go to their room and we'll just kinda kick back and uh, just chill. Just kinda chill after a long week of studying. So Yeah, that that can definitely be nice. Cameron, going to a small school, didn't have a lot of organizations to join, but still managed to have fun. Let's see what Parker did at a much bigger campus. Um, and then both a product of me working really hard and then opportunity arising when some other people left, I ended up getting to be on the football beat. Um, so I got to cover some home games. I covered Oklahoma State and Kansas from the press box. Got to talk to Coach Riley afterwards and Kyler. Um, and then ultimately I got to go cover the Big 12 championship. Um, got to be on the field as the confetti was coming down. And that was really, really special. Um, and then if they go to the national championship, I'll get to cover that too. So I think that was something I got involved with and didn't expect to put a bunch of time into. But they always talk about luck is what happens when hard work meets opportunity. And so I think that was a perfect example of that. So that's something I was involved with this semester. President's leadership class uh, met every Tuesday. That was a really great group of people. And I learned a lot about what it takes to be a good leader as well as how to build relationships with your peers. Um, Sooner Freshman Council was an outstanding way to kind of get plugged in with different organizations on campus and different ways where I can be a leader and support other people. Um, the high school leadership conference, HSLC, I'm going to be a counselor for that. Um, just continuing throughout the semester to get to be around upperclassmen who are really passionate about the university and being a leader. And so that was really good. And I'm looking forward to that conference in February. And if you happen to be a high school junior listening to this podcast, I'd absolutely apply to that. It's the high school leadership conference at the University of Oklahoma. Um, and then I'm also involved with OU Cousins. That was a really neat experience. I have a foreign exchange not really foreign exchange but a student from Argent, a student from Columbia and a student from England that I've been paired with this semester and got to just kind of pick their brains about life um, and that was fantastic um, and then I'm a global engagement fellow so that was a really cool opportunity to kind of get a uh, have a entryway into being exposed to other cultures and lifestyles and prepare me to potentially study abroad so those have all been really good for me I think I covered all my bases but yeah you heard Parker talking about it. High School Leadership Conference is an outstanding opportunity for juniors in high school to be equipped with real leadership skills and confidence in order to better understand their own leadership style, as well as the best way for them to lead others. Listen to this. Oh my gosh, HSLC is amazing. It's a camp where you develop friendships with people and you just establish all these amazing connections all throughout campus and you get to learn how to grow as a leader, which is like the most important thing. HSLC does a wonderful job of making sure that everyone, when they come here, that they develop 
that they are, with our mission statement, equipped, empowered, and inspired to be better themselves. HSLC is like the most memorable experience that they'll have during their high school um, experience. I came in very introverted and such, but just this environment here is very electrifying, it's very energizing, and it really lets you, uh, helps you open up and just uh, experience something new, meet lots of new friends, and just um, see another aspect of you that you wouldn't have seen with HSLC. But you go to HSLC and you meet all these people who are in just so much energy and are so excited, and all these college students that are so excited that you in particular are there. Um, so HSLC is a great opportunity to both learn new leadership skills, develop the leadership skills that you have, and also interact with really highly motivated and passionate students. HSLC is your chance to like get to know you better than you do yourself. But this is one of those rare and unique opportunities to meet people from like literally different parts of the country. Whenever I came to HSLC, I had people from Texas, from Missouri, from like Illinois, and I had never met anyone from there because I've always been sheltered to my one little city of Tulsa. Um, and I think this is one of those opportunities where you're able to kind of like explore the leadership in you that you're not usually able to experience back home. It's a really great opportunity to really step outside your comfort zone, uh, let down those barriers that we often put up, uh, especially in high school, and just really like explore different things, meet new people. Uh, like I said, step out of your comfort zone and really challenge yourself to take that next step in leadership. If you're in high school, you should definitely check this out. HSLC 2019 or High School Leadership Conference 2019 is going on. February 15th to the 17th. Uh, you can find more information if you just Google High School Leadership Conference at the University of Oklahoma. Now back to our show. You know, Karen, you were at uh, Texas A&M Galveston this past semester, which is different from the actual Texas A&M campus and is, is a much smaller uh, campus. Um what do you think uh, some of the pros and cons were at being at Galveston versus, say, at A&M or another campus that was bigger? Yeah, um, you know, I definitely was kind of surprised when I heard back from A&M saying that they wanted to put me at the Galveston campus because uh, I've been to Galveston many times in my childhood, whether it's to get on cruise ships or to see my sister uh, do a cheer competition. Um and I had never heard of A&M Galveston. Uh, it's, it's on a small island north of the main island, and um, it's a very different experience than what I expected from when I initially applied to A&M. Um, the, the, there's certain pros to it. Um, I can, if I have an 8 a.m. class, I can wake up at 7.30, leave the dorm five minutes before class, and I'm there a couple minutes early. Um, it, it's very short walk time to campus or, or to classes, um, and then there's, there's definitely some cons that go with it because, um, when I applied to A&M, I wanted to be in college station and, uh, it, it's just, it kind of stinks not being able to go up to Kyle field for all the games and, uh, join a lot of the clubs that are in college station, uh, see a lot of my friends that are in college station. You know, I, I, I really was looking at it when it came down to it and, if I'm being completely honest, my top three schools were probably Iowa State, OU, and Texas A&M. And I had gotten into Iowa State and OU 
for sure. And I even got scholarship money for both of them. Uh, but A&M gave me no scholarship money, and they didn't even put me at their main campus. Uh, but when I looked at it, I said, you know, Iowa State will cost about 30000 uh in tuition. Uh, OU will cost about 20000 and A&M's about 11000 um, and then just looking at the rankings of the engineering schools, A&M was ranked higher than both OU and Iowa State. Um, and I said, you know, if if I have to live, you know, at a smaller campus for a part of my college career, I think it's definitely worth it uh, in the long run because um, I don't think if, if it weren't for my dad, I definitely would not have done Galveston because – my dad, when he graduated high school, he was really close to going to Auburn. Um, but then he decided to enlist in the military instead. And three years after that, he found himself at the prep school at West Point. And uh, one year after that, he was in to West Point. So um, my dad's always told me it's not where you start, it's where you finish. And uh, I definitely took those words with me as I was coming to my decision uh, on my university. Yeah, that definitely uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, wise words from your father there. You know, I think sometimes satellite schools get a lot of crap because they're not at the central campus or whatever, and they're not really looked upon as equals, and there's, like, little, like, you know, sort of little politics about that. But I think there's actually been studies, and that, that students who go to those, like, two-year schools or community college actually prepare themselves or more discipline than when they go into then when when they transfer in when they're a junior versus when they're coming in freshmen all these distractions Mm -hmm. so many different people i was talking to parker earlier today about like how we had to say no to so many things even coined the term like the art of saying no and so like kind of being in a more sheltered environment, I think it actually be really beneficial in yeah, the long run. Certainly, there's no distractions whatsoever. So it's it's definitely a plus. It, it's kept me uh, focused. It's kept me driven. So. What, what do you think you learned um, about yourself this semester that you don't think you could have in high school? That's a great question. Um, I think I just kind of gained a better understanding of who I am, in a sense. It wasn't necessarily I learned, like, oh, I'm really good. I, like, I didn't necessarily learn a new thing about myself. I just kind of gained a better understanding of my skill set um, and the things that kind of get me excited or things that aren't necessarily my favorite. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to just the importance for me of being around people, not necessarily every single second, but just being in a community is really big for me. Um, that was a learning experience. And also just kind of my getting a better understanding of my own leadership skill set and the ways it plays into serving others in some areas where it's really good and some areas where it really needs to grow. So just kind of giving a better understanding of my skill set is really kind of what happened over the course of the semester. And uh, I would say the reason college was able to provide that and I couldn't have learned it in high school is there is that level of independence. Um, and then additionally, like, it's a clean slate. Um, high school, everyone kind of knows who you are and what you've done and what you stand for. And in college, it all starts over. And so for me, I was really proud, again, of what I, I did in high school. So it's not that I wanted all that forgotten, but it did provide me an opportunity to recognize, like, I need to continually prove myself every day if this is the type of person I want to be and want to be known as. 
some of those uh, times your uh, first semester where you're probably like, man, I probably shouldn't have done that or probably should have prepped more for this. This was, I don't know if I would do it differently, but it definitely probably wasn't the smartest decision. Um, I'm a big Colorado Rockies fan. So the night they played the Cubs in the wild card game, it was like a five-hour game, and I watched all of it, and I had a big economics exam the next day. And mind you, there's only three economics exams the whole semester, so it's a big deal when they come. And I definitely had not studied before the Rockies game, and so I said I was going to study after the game. The game went into, like, the 13th inning. Oh. I did not leave my room or study economics during the entire game, and so when it finished at, like, 1 in the morning is when I decided to start studying for my economics exam, and so... Probably wasn't the best decision for my sleep or my academic success the next day, um, but it was also a really special moment. So I guess a little bit of regret, but also don't know if I'd do it any differently. So is that the reason why you had to like study your butt off for the uh, final? Yeah, that definitely played into uh, the need to clutch it during finals week, but ultimately I can't complain because I, I did what I needed to do, just not as easy as I wanted it to be at the get-go. <laughs> If something, you know, if if your favorite team's on and they're they're in the thirteenth inning, you can't just step away. From it's that. hard to say, like you know what? Wow, this has been a great game, but it's the eleventh inning. I gotta go. You're like, well, it could end any second now. I just decided not to. Yeah, so. if the Cowboys were ever in the Super Bowl again, you know, I I wouldn't step away from that. So, gotta maximize those moments. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what sort of programs do you think are just good to get into for an incoming freshman? Yeah. Um. Oh, man. I think it's important just to make sure those first couple of weeks that you're not a shut-in, that you get out. They have all these welcome week events, whether that's going to the club fair or they had a foam party in the parking garage. I think initially it's important to just go to these things so you can just meet people. Um, it's really important to build those relationships off the bat because it's going to not necessarily it'd be harder over the course of the semester, but you're going to get busier and people are going to find kind of their group. Um, so it's important just to be around at the beginning of the semester. And then I would say just make sure that you're looking for, for groups that you're passionate about. I, I can't say explicitly, oh, you need to join this or else, because everything I'm a part of is something that's kind of niche and fits my interests. But I would say make sure you're out there and looking for the things that you're passionate about, because there's going to be an organization or a club for that. Um, my roommate and I are very different, but he's he's also found some niche groups for him that he's in the Dungeons of Dragons Club. I've never played that, but for him, that's a big upper for him and a way for him to find community. And so... Just be able to be on the lookout for different groups that you're passionate about and that get you excited about life, um, and then go pursue those. So not necessarily one group in particular, but definitely go find a group. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, I think you brought up a good point about like the niche groups because I think uh, stepping on foot as a freshman, you know, you're excited, you're ambitious, and before you know it, you're going on the website and like signing up for every single group you see. Uh -huh. So like finding something that you enjoy specifically, and then that'll allow you to find other people that enjoy mm -hmm. the same thing, and then from there you build friend groups and just go forward from there. But yeah, yeah, that's definitely a good um, thing to point out. Yeah, and I think like like you saw, like you said, just joining that group you're comfortable with off the bat really will build your confidence and help you find those relationships and then give you a chance to kind of launch off of that and maybe expose yourself to new interests. And once you've already found your comfort point, and then you can go explore. I think that's really big. Yeah, I think um, when I, uh, I I actually did do the thing where I like looked up every group that I might like, and then I picked like 20 of them and tried to go to every single meeting. And before I know it, <laughs> I was like sitting in like chess clubs, and I'm like, Okay, I've never actually played chess for real before, so <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs>
Um, but yeah, that that definitely went on. That's awesome. That, that, that's some bloopers on my part. Uh, once I finally move into College Station, I think I'll feel some level of accomplishment just for getting there. Because uh, this is going to be a really, it, it's a short period of time in Galveston, but it's going to feel long uh, until I get to College Station. Yeah, um, I think that's true with a lot of like other satellite schools too. Like once they get to like the main campus, like UT is another big one. They have right. like their 5% or whatever it is now rural. And like, so a lot of them will go to like UT Austin or, or not UT Austin. They'll UTSA, go to U- UTSA, yeah, you know, UTA, yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. And once they get at that campus, they're just that I made it, you yeah. Know? And like we kind of talked about earlier, they already have that set sil- skill set already built in to study. What are some habits to start or some habits to stop? Habits to start, um, going back to the time management, being really intentional with your schedule and setting aside time, because if you don't control your time, your time will control you. Um, <laughs> that's rung really true this year. Um, you'll think you'll have time later, and that's when someone's going to ask if you want to go to Whataburger, and you're like, well, there goes that study time. So being really intentional with your schedule and being willing to say no, uh, learning the art of the no is huge. Um, and all of these things I'd heard before, but it kind of gets reinforced through experience um, so those are really important habits. And then also just making sure that you really, really get committed to your studies. Um, if, if academic success is something you care about, that's not something you can just wing. It's making sure you stay up with them. Don't let yourself fall behind. Um, and then habits to stop. Um, no more Rockies games. <sighs> you know, I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready to go that far. But uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe it is cutting out those unnecessary distractions. You know, if there's a... Suns Nets game on that's probably not something I really need to watch as opposed to studying you know so cutting out unnecessary distractions but at the same time making sure I plan plan the distractions that I want right so I have I have the Denver Nuggets schedule saved on my calendar so I can plan like okay I'm gonna watch the Nuggets game that's gonna be a chance to chill out and so then I know it's easier for me to cut out some something that might pop up up along the way because I know I'm gonna have this time later Um, so just Stopping the habit of letting any little thing being a distraction and being really going back to being really intentional with your time. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a really common theme with college and life in general. Is I like how you said the art of the no. Um, I thought that was pretty cool, but it's definitely an art because you know, going into college, it's like your first time. You're being bombarded with all these different occasions, mm-hmm. um, situations, whatever. <laughs> people are always asking you. You might be asking people to go somewhere. And then, you know, it's just about cutting all that down to what you actually can do. Yeah. And it's tough because especially, like, with people, like, you first get there, you're like, oh, I want to make friends. I can't say no to anything because this could be my chance. Mm. But it's kind of recognizing, like, you know, there's going to be a next time. Um, and you got you to gotta, you gotta pick your spots. You know, if you could describe your uh, college experience this past year at A&M Galveston in one sentence... What would that sentence be? Could I just use two words? <laughs> you can use, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say lessons learned. Definitely. Um, and I'll elaborate on it. I mean, that's my small sentence. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just definitely a time to figure out who you are and how, how you're productive and um, 
One of my mom's friends before I left, uh, she said, you know, don't be sad that Cam is leaving um, because when Cameron comes back, he'll be the Cameron that he's meant to be because there's no outside influence once you're in college. It's, it's all you. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, you have outside influences like your friends, but once you're in college, I mean, you don't really have an authoritative figure. Yeah, keeping mom waking you, you up. Right, right. So you figure out who you are as a person, and I think that, um, I think that you know, college is just a great time to figure out who you are and what you want to be. Advice to uh, incoming freshmen. Yeah. Um, just seize the day, carpe diem, you know? Um, my semester, I got to have a lot of cool experiences. It wasn't so much that I'm crazy cool, it's just that I worked hard and it lined up with the random things that, that came my way. So just make sure that you make your semester what you want it to be. Um, be explicit with your goals and then figure out how you're going to achieve them. You're ultimately going to decide whether or not you're successful, so if that's something you want, you need to be intentional about it. Um, it's yours for the taking, so go get it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Freshman Mixtape on Millennial Highway. For 2019, we're trying to get over 2019 subscribers, so subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook. Check out MarkAZ at MarkAZBeats on Twitter and Instagram if you want to get the same cool beats I had on this mixtape. Link will be in the description. Tune in next Thursday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time for more. See you next time.